So yesterday we saw, Mesilad Yesharim says, that since a person has the wherewithal, he has the ability to use his mind, to be careful, why would he choose to blind himself? Yesterday we explained what that means. That a person has a reason to choose to put blinders. And the reason why is because a person is ratson. A person has basically two choice, a choice to make in life. He can either get his value from the people around him or get his value from within himself. If he gets the value from the people around him, he needs to choose to close his eyes and not look at even dangerous things that he gets involved in because otherwise he won't be able to get his value. He has to make a choice. That's what we learned yesterday. He says that's why he needs zehirut. By the way, the word zehirut comes from the word zohar. The word Zohar means to light up. Leha'ir. When a person is Zahir, when a person is careful, it lights up his, his road into making all the decisions that he will benefit from. Now, he says, once you have the ability to use your mind and stay away from danger in your life, in every situation, like we mentioned yesterday. Every situation you walk into, there's a danger. There's hardly anything in life that you could walk into that doesn't have danger. And the more important, usually the more dangerous. So he says, how could it be? How, how is it possible? That he will want that he will want to keep the blinders on his eyes from saving himself. Like we said yes, that we said a few days ago. This road, this world is not a it's not a train. The world is a boat. So that means we are in imminent danger. How could you not want to save yourself? He says, now listen to these words. I want to need your help on them, so pay attention. En lecha, meaning there isn't pehitut veholelut ra mizevadai. Yeah, very, <laughs> very, very strong. You can tell, right? These are very strong words. En lecha, there isn't. Pehitut. The word pehitut is from the word pahot. Pahot means less. Mean there isn't something that makes a person more pahot, more lacking. Veholelut. The word holelut is a person who is the word holelut is wildness. Like a person goes to a party and acts wild. 
That's called Holelut. I don't know what he means here. I'm going to read it again to him. En which means there is nothing that makes a person lower. And there's nothing that makes a person more wild. So if you want to reach a certain plateau in your life that you want to be very low and you want to be very wild, he says, this is the ticket to get there. If you're not a person who uses zehirut in your life, if you're not the guy who's cautious when you make decisions, so there isn't a faster or worse way to reach lowness and wildness. This is the ticket to being low and wild. Okay. Now what does that mean, to be low? I need help on this one. I don't really understand what that means when he says you become a low person. Low in what? Low in finances, low in... In what sense? In what sense do you become low? What does that mean? In in Kedushah, that's what he means? Yeah? Okay, that's one option. Anyone else? Character? You mean, meaning you become a low person. In, wh- in what sense? In what sense do you become a low person? The word low doesn't represent any specific thing. So what does it mean? You know, I know the word... Okay, we could have moved on, I guess. The word low means low. We all know it's not a good thing. But, but low in what? There's low in, in, in many things. A building could be low. A, 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 what, what part of us is low? You know what he's saying? He's saying that if a person is not careful, so by definition, it means that his decisions are not really made by him. He just kind of ends up in all different things and different places. And basically what's deciding his future in anything is something outside of himself. Basically, the road that he's on, whatever it might be, that's the road he ends up with. The situation that comes up is the one that owns him. When you're not careful... Things happen to you and you're not in control. So basically, you lost the driver's seat to your own life. You become basically a product of whatever your surrounding is. Because not being careful means, by definition, you're not choosing your own destiny. So you'll end up in any place that you're in without being careful to decide to be there or not to be there. Why is that called low? Because basically, imagine a person gives up the keys 
to his own life. Is there anything, you know, if you give someone the keys to your house, so you give him your house, so you just lost your house. If you give someone the keys to your car, so you lost your car. If you give him the keys to your bank account, so you lost your money. But imagine giving him the keys to yourself. So what'd you lose? You lost everything. There's nothing, there's nothing lower than a person who doesn't drive his own life. He basically has no value. You are no longer a valuable person when you're not a person who thinks about where you are and what you're supposed to do. Because basically you just go with the flow of wherever life is taking you and you're no longer the owner of your own life. So that's considered a low person. A low person is someone who gave the keys to his future and to his present to something other than himself. That's a very, very beautiful thing you said. Thank you. Alex asked, what do you mean? What if the people that you're around are all good people? So then, what are you going to say? There's nothing lower than me because I'm always following good people? So the answer to that question is that even if you follow good people, if you're not thinking, so you're still low. Meaning, could be you got lucky, that you followed a good person. But since it's not a decision that you made, if you made a decision to follow a doctor because you checked into it, so then that's not called follow, it's not called I gave him my keys. It's called I opened that door. I opened the door of going to that doctor. That's called my free choice. So even if you're around good people, but you didn't take the care to choose them, it's still considered that you're a low person. When you give your keys to your life, to your surroundings, and you no longer use your mind to assess every situation and to assess how you're going to be successful in that situation, what you need to stay away from, what you need to do. If you don't use your mind in every situation you're in your life, you are considered a low person. They call them a low life. If you have a low life, what's a low life means? It means that your life is very low because you gave up control of yourself. You're living based on your surroundings and based whatever comes and you're no longer in the driver's seat, having someone else drive your life makes you very low. Oh, so now we understood why, if you're not careful, there's nothing lower than you because you're no longer driving your own life. How could there be any lower than that? God gave you your life, and you, and you just said, no, I'm out. Just let things happen. Let people decide. Let society decide. Let the situation play itself out. 
You ever see people do that, say that? I like to let things play out. What does that mean, let it play out? You, you got to get involved. You got to try to make sure it plays out in the best way. Sometimes people like to let things, what's the right word? They let things fester. They let things develop where they should have been involved. Instead of being involved, they sit on the side and see how things happen. Usually in this world, you know, they say only thorns grow by themselves. When you allow things to grow by themselves, you get only thorns. When you let life, just let it happen, you're only going to get thorns in your life. If you want to make good things happen, you better make it happen. You better direct your life in the right way. Don't sit around and be a spectator to your own life. Good. Now we explain the first word. You become a low life. Excuse me for that. Not, not, not the way people use it. People use it in a very uh, not nice, but that's what it is. Meaning, now we understand why that word is so ugly. You know, people, they hear that word, they don't even know why it's ugly. So they're low life. What does that, what does that mean, low life? What, 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 what's so bad about that? Call me cruel. Call me insensitive. Call me uh, uh, evil. What, low life's like, wow, what, what is that? Why is that so offensive? And now we're learning why. They got it from the Mishnah Sharim. It's telling you that being low is a terrible thing. And today we explain what it means to be low. If we look at God's creations, right? The low level creations are not in control of their destiny. For example, a tree is not in control of its own destiny. It depends if someone plants it, if someone waters it, if someone takes care of it. A tree cannot take care of itself. So a tree is totally dependent on others. That's what makes it low. Why does he say that a person who lacks zehirut is going to be wild. What does it mean, first of all, to be wild? In what sense are we saying, oh, you're a very wild person. You're going to be a very wild person. There are people who like to be wild. I mean, what, what's so bad about that? If they see this, they say, oh, wow, beautiful. Love it. This is the way to be wild? It's great. You gave them the recipe. What, 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 what's so bad about being wild? What, what, what is the, in what sense... Are you wild? What does that mean? Wild and what? I think, I think, Rabotai, before we understand, before we understand what the word wild means, I think it's important to understand the opposite of wild. You'll forgive me again for being so uh, um, particular on each word, but I don't think, I think it's easy to just talk words, but you don't know what they mean. And you just think you understand it. I think Pehitut we got clear. Wild. First, what's the opposite of wild? Like Isaac said, within boundaries. Now I want you to know. I want you to know that in this world, if you don't live within boundaries, you can never succeed. No different 
Then lehavdil, something from the mundane. If a person plays a game, even you play a board game with somebody, right? If you don't play within the boundaries, so you can't enjoy the game. There's no game if each person is making up their own rules. If you play a baseball game and you don't play within the lines, right? So they, you can't enjoy the game. There's rules and there's boundaries. If you stay within boundaries, you will be a successful person. For example, you get married. There are boundaries to a good marriage. For example, certain things you cannot say. They're beyond the boundary of a good marriage. Certain things you cannot do beyond the boundaries of a good marriage. Boundaries keep you in the game so you'll be able to succeed. If you go outside the boundaries, it's not that you're not doing the right thing, you're no longer in the game. It's a very big, very, one more time, we'll make sure you understand that. There are things, for example, in a marriage, there are things that you have to do to make a marriage great. That's the aseh. There's mitzvot aseh and mitzvot lot aseh. There is the way to build a marriage. Those are mitzvot aseh. Let's say, for example, compliments are mitzvot aseh, but real compliments. Not because you heard it in class. Like you really compliment and you really point out the details and appreciate the person. That's a, that's a mitzvah aset. Or maybe buying something for your wife. That's a mitzvah aset. Or maybe going around the corner to get her a cup of coffee. That's a mitzvah aset. Maybe being somewhere and calling and saying, by the way, I'm going to be late. So I just want to tell you, I'll be there 10, 10 minutes later than I told you. That's a mitzvah aset. All those things and many more build the marriage. Good? Those build the marriage. The mitzvot aseh build the marriage. Build the ahava. But you can build if you're outside the boundaries. For example, you get all the rules of building the marriage. They gave you a hundred rules. What you're supposed to do what are you supposed to say? What are you supposed to buy? What are you supposed to pay attention to? Good, you have all the rules, all the mitzvot aset. So you take them and you follow them. But if you don't have boundaries, so then you're building something, but it's not in the marriage. You're outside the lines of the game. Meaning, for example, the mitzvot leta aset of marriage, right? You never tell your wife, right, that she doesn't look good. That, that's a law tacit. You don't do that. You never, you never, you never make her feel not good. That's a letase. 
Now, if you are the person that makes your wife feel no good about herself, either the way she looks or the way she acts, then there's nothing to build. You're outside the boundaries. You went wild. There's nothing to do. You could buy her all the gifts in the world. You could do all the asses you want. But if you said the wrong words, or you gave off a lack of appreciation for what she does, right? You showed her that you don't appreciate who she is and what she does. There's nothing to build. You're considered outside the boundaries. You follow? Outside the boundaries of marriage will never give you the ability to build a marriage. And that goes in every area in life. When you are raising your children, there are many mitzvot aseh in raising a child and giving them all of what they need to become a great, successful person. There are many, many rules. But if you don't follow the boundaries, if you, let's say, for example, let's say you constantly put down your children and make them feel not up to par, you constantly lower them by either calling them names. For example, there are many parents who will call their child a loser. They have good intentions, by the way. They're trying to make him realize that he's not in a good place. To say, no, you're a loser. That's a lotase. You went outside the boundaries of this relationship. And now it shouldn't surprise you why when you tell your children, you know, I think this is the right way to do it. You know, you buy them something so that they can understand that you love them. Don't be shocked that they don't care about what you do. Because you already broke the boundaries. You're outside the box. That's why Hashem in the Torah gave us lotaseh and aaseh. When you break the lotaseh, you're running wild. When you use your mouth to say whatever you want, when you look at whatever you want, when you do whatever you want, you become outside the boundaries. When you're outside the boundaries, so you can't build the relationship with Hashem, even when you do good. That's why the Pasuk says, Sur You have to stay away from the Ra, which means stay away from the don't do's, only then, only then can you do good. You cannot build relationships until you stay within the boundaries. So many people, so many people, suffer in their marriages, with their children, with their friends, in religion, because they're wild. They're not bad people. They have good intentions. I know people that buy their wife expensive jewelry, more 
They spend more on their wife than probably anyone you ever met. But they have a miserable marriage. And he says, how does that make sense? Here's a guy who spends $10 on his wife. Doesn't have too much money. Here's a guy spending $10 million. So you'd say, oh, the $10 million, he's investing in his wife. He's going to have an awesome marriage. A $10 guy, what's, what's he giving up? It's possible that the $10 guy is better than the $10 million. Because if the $10 million guy is outside the box of marriage, there's nothing that he can do to buy a good marriage. There's no assay in the world that can make up for a wild person who's living outside the lines. There's never a home run that you could hit outside the foul lines. There's, there's no... There's no Imagine the guy had a 500-foot ball, but it's, it's foul ball. How much does a foul ball count? Zero. But you hit it 500 feet. Doesn't matter. You're outside the lines. That's a rule in life. When you're outside the lines because you're a wild person, you cannot build. If you do every avirah in the book, you're not keeping Shabbat. You're mehalel Shabbat. You're not eating kosher. You're talking lashonara. You do it. And then you wonder, how come when you come to pray, if you see guys that come to pray, I'm not connecting. How do you expect to connect if you're outside the foul line? You're outside, you're out of bounds. You follow? When you're out of bounds in a relationship, you cannot build. Do not Wonder why you're not connecting to Hashem when you're making Kiddush Friday night. Because you're outside the boundary of Shabbat. Because you're breaking Shabbat here, you broke Shabbat there, you broke Shabbat there. Don't be surprised that you won't be able to connect to Shabbat the right way. Those are the rules of life. When you live outside the boundaries, it doesn't matter how much you do outside the boundaries. It will never get you to be successful. That's the way it works in baseball. It works in football that way. It works in basketball that way. No matter how much you do outside the lines, it doesn't count. You have to be within the boundaries. Hashem gave us rules. There are rules to every situation and every relationship. You follow? The Torah gives us an example. The Torah gives us an example of this. No. An example of a person running wild is no is is by the Mizbeah. By the Shulhan, by the Aron, we have, why do I say those three? Those are the only three vessels in the Mishkan that have a crown on top of the vessel. So if you look at the Aron, where they put the Torah, the Luhot, you will see the Torah says, make Zer Zahav Sabib. Make a golden crown 
all around. When you make the Mizbeah, the inner Mizbeah, where they bring the Ketoret, Torah says, make a golden crown on top around the Mizbeah. When it comes to the Shulhan, the table where they put the bread from week to week, Torah says, make a golden crown on top. These are the only three vessels in the Mishkan that get a golden crown. When you put a crown on someone's head, basically you're trying to show everyone that this one is not like everyone else. If you put a crown on someone's head, you're basically saying, this is someone special. They put a crown on a birthday boy's head. Why? Say, he's special. They put a crown around the king. Special. So when we take these three and we put crowns around them, we're saying these are the three most important vessels in the Mishkan. Yet, there is a slight difference in the way they put the crown of the Shulhan. When it comes to the Mizbeah, the Torah says to put the crown directly on the Mizbeah. So you put, you build the top of the Mizbeah, of the altar, and you put the golden crown right on the Mizbeah. It's like putting a crown directly on the head of the person. When it comes to the Aaron, Torah says put the crown directly on the Aaron. When it comes to the Shulhan, comes the Torah and says, before you put the crown, don't put the crown on the table, do not put it on the Shulhan. First, make a tefah height of wood around the table. And on top of that wood, on top of the border, then you put the crown. So the obvious question is, how come by the Mizbeah, you didn't ask for a border? When it comes to the Aron, you didn't ask for a border. You put the crown directly on the Kali. But when it comes to the Shulhan, you put first the border, and then you put the crown. How come? The answer is, the answer is, because each one of these vessels, they are representing another area in our lives. The Aaron represents the Torah, wisdom. Wisdom, there's never too much wisdom. There's no boundary to wisdom. You can never say, oh, wisdom, you know, you got to stay within the boundary. You're learning too much. Oh, you're learning an hour, too much. You're learning two hours, too much. You're learning eight hours, too much. You know, everyone, whatever they do, everyone else is too much. If you learn 10 minutes, the 20 minutes is too much. If you learn an hour, the two hours is too much. Oh, you learn two hours? Oh, it's a lot, too much. If you learn two hours, the guy's learning six hours. Ah, it's too much. You're learning six hours, the 12-hour guy is too much. So what's too much in the world of wisdom? What's called too much? Answer is, there's no too much. In the world of wisdom, there's no boundaries. Because wisdom is spiritual. In the spiritual world, 
There are no boundaries. There's no too much wisdom. Can't stay within the boundaries of wisdom. It doesn't work like that. When it comes to the Mizbeah, Mizbeah represents mitzvot, avodah, chesed, kibuda ba'em. How much mitzvot is too much mitzvot? Say, guys, you're doing too much kibuda ba'em. It's too much. You're honoring your parents too much. You stood up already three times. Said, I had you enough. You're giving too much charity. Enough. Too much charity. There's no too much in charity. There's no too much in mitzvot. There are rules, but there's no too much. Fine. That's when it comes to the Mizbeah. But when it comes to the Shulhan, the Shulhan represents Shulhan Shil Milachim. It represents Parnasah. Shulhan represents the physical part of our life. Not the spiritual part. That's also important. It also gets a crown. Your parnasah, you need money. You need money, you need to take care of yourself. The shulhan represents wealth. Comes the Torah and says, wealth deserves a crown. Deserves a crown. But wealth is a physical item. And in the physical world, you need boundaries. If you, if you don't put the boundary around the shulhan, then it doesn't deserve a crown. When does your shulhan, when does your physical existence get a crown? The crown of success? When? When you live boundaries. If you put a boundary around your shulhan, then you could put a crown on top. But if you don't put boundaries on your shulhan, you cannot put a crown on top. The shulhan represents the physical world in the spiritual world, there are no boundaries. There's no limit to spirituality. But in the physical world, everything in the physical world has boundaries. How much money you spend, how much food you eat, what you can say, what you can't say to people in the physical relationship. Everything in the physical world has boundaries. If you don't have boundaries, you run wild. Hashem gave you money and you run wild with that money. You don't live within the boundaries of that money. Then you are done. You, it's over. Your life will never achieve the success, nor the happiness, nor the peace of mind. Why? Because you took your physical blessings and you ran wild with them. This world, in order to succeed, requires you to live within the boundaries. And when a person is not careful, if you don't have zehirut, not only are you giving the keys to your life to someone outside of you, so you become a low person, because you're no longer controlling your destiny, but it also makes you wild. It also makes you go beyond the boundaries of what's supposed to be in every given situation. And when you go beyond the boundaries, there's no way to build anything. Don't be surprised that your marriage isn't... You know how many times you sit with a person, either a man or a woman, and they'll say, you know how much I do with my husband? You know how much I do? 
and they start giving you this and this, the Ten Commandments. I follow this, I follow that, I do this, I do that. I cook, you know how many meals I make, you know how many things I do, you know how many. And on paper it sounds good, and by the way, they're convinced. And the husband will give you the same Ten Commandments. But the problem usually is not that. The problem is both or, either, or someone cross the boundary. You cross the boundary, there's no way to build outside the lines. And how do you guarantee yourself that in life you'll live outside the boundaries of anything that you do? You have a partnership with a person that you went into business with. It's beautiful. It's great. Partnerships can be very powerful. You work together, one plus one doesn't equal two, it equals ten. It equals twenty. But if you go outside the boundaries of a relationship in a partnership, then there's nothing to do. Each physical relationship, whether it's to other people or to other things, has rules and boundaries. If you stay within the boundaries, you're able to build. If you stay outside the boundaries, no building will make up for being outside the lines. So Holelut is a terrible place to be. It's a wild person. A wild person that lives his life in every relationship outside the lines. There's nothing to accomplish outside the lines. That's what the lack of zehirut does to a person. It makes them low because it gives others the keys and it makes them wild where they have no chance of building success in any area in their life because they're gone. They're not in the game. Have a wonderful day.